Welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Alicia. Greatness is a decision and your birthright. You deserve to love the woman looking back at you in the mirror. This show is for the purpose-driven female entrepreneur who is committed to only counting the time she gets back up. The woman who is ready to ignite the flame within, find her voice, and use the power of her story to transform the lives of those around her. This is your weekly fuel to inspire you to action, where I'll be sharing inspirational stories, real talks with thought leaders and successful entrepreneurs from around the world, and provide you with actionable success strategies for creating a business you love. I'm a content marketing coach, and I'm committed to helping you as an online creator and entrepreneur wherever you are to turn your dreams into a reality, to help you transform your messaging so you can create a genuine connection with your audience and grow your income online. You are far more powerful and stronger than you will ever imagine. We are the warriors. You were born for this. Let's make life your bitch. Hello, and welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I am your host, Brittany Alicia. And today I have Niti Savla in with me to have an amazing discussion all about how she empowers women coaches who have health conditions to build intuitive and energy aligned businesses. So, um, Let's dive right into it. Please tell me. I know I've seen you've shared parts of your story with me, and I'm just excited for you to dive in and tell me how you got to where you are today. So um, it's a it's a 20 year long journey uh, because I've been dealing with health conditions since some 10. Um, but uh, really, what got me here is a bunch of few things. One is just I think because of having health conditions, I have three skin conditions. Uh, hypothyroidism, um, anemia, and fatigue and low energy since the like since I can remember. Um, and really, what that what that propelled me into was a lot of self uh, self development, a lot of self love, a lot of just self like healing, and you know a lot of resources that made me dive deep into spirituality and inner growth. I think that's like one of the key aspects of my life. One key theme was uh, dealing with health conditions. Secondly, because I had skin conditions, they kind of impacted how I look uh, because one of them was a discoloration disorder that kind of kept coming and going since I was 18 in the prime years of my life, right? When I was dating, when I was choosing my life partner, when I got married and all of that. So really, it really impacted what my self-identity has been over the years. And especially because I have a skin condition that spreads all over the body without you being able to control, right? Like if someone has acne, they know it's only going to be on their face pretty much, right? But this could be like anywhere in your whole body and at any speed, it could just spread and you could look different today and different one week later, right? So there was no real control over how I looked. And so that played a huge part in uh, my self-identity. And of course, diving into a lot of psychology, self-help, inner healing, inner child work, past life healing, ancestral healing, all of that brought up amazing life themes, spiritual themes for me to heal, which also brought me to this work uh, of coaching people. And of course, I think since childhood, until my first four jobs that I did before I got into coaching, I've always had coaching elements because I was a teacher with low income, with a low income school. I was a teacher trainer, curriculum designer. So I was always interacting with the education system and I was always coaching people through my work. And then once I um, grew a business as well, a lot of coaching elements with the organization, etc. And when I launched my coaching business as well, I knew that I had to impact people. So I think impact, coaching, psychology, spirituality, self-help and healing and working with multiple 
health conditions has been a continuous theme of my life. So putting all of that together, that's how I ended up here where I am. And of course, there are specifics to the story, but I wanted to just kind of share these are the large themes that brought me to impacting women, brought me to coaching, brought me to business and brought me to working with women with health conditions, especially because I have dealt with them for 20 years of my life and healed multiple uh, of my health conditions as well. So yeah, that's what brings me to where I am now. So what was it like, you know, when you first started to identify that you did have, you know, a skin condition? Cause obviously, like you said, you know, you were 18 years old. So how did that affect your identity? What was do you, like, do you remember when, what it was like as all of a sudden your skin started to change and how, how that started to impact your identity, not just like the way you, you know, connected with other people, but internally. Yeah. So uh, somehow I think when I was, uh, when I was younger, like since from the ages of 10 to 20, uh, when I had the most uh, long patch of disease and illness, I had a very, very amazing sense of acceptance because as a child, somehow, you know, I had an inner confidence. I was always that confident, rebellious teenager and child who would always speak up and, you know, speak her truth and raise her hand in class and would always be called by the teachers as someone who was too outspoken, too loud, too aggressive and all of that. So somehow I was able, my confidence and my um, self-belief really carried me through those first uh, 10 years of having health conditions because I took it like as a very, very easy, it was almost like water over the body. It was so simple for me. It was so natural. I was, I felt like I was really blessed with great coaches, healers. I was working with therapists since the age of 18. So I invested in myself. I had a family in India that really supported self-development as well. So I, uh, you know, joined Louis Hayes uh, Heal Your Life program when I was 18. I invested in multiple psychology certifications. So I really had a lot of tools to make sense of that. I did a lot of inner child healing work right when I was 18, like between 18 to 25. So whatever were the stressors from childhood, they started healing. Uh, I started feeling really good about all of those things pretty early on. I started investing in self-love and self-love practices pretty early on. So I feel like I was truly blessed and uh, I was truly connected to a higher spirit. So I think all of that really kind of pulled me through that uh, really, really beautifully. And I was able to work on myself and heal those wounds and heal that pain and that trauma uh, very, very, as it came up, I would heal it. So I think uh, somehow in, in the first 10 years of my life, I would say that it was like really easy and I was naturally blessed with a lot of strength and resources to, to deal with. And I have a very supportive family who uh, never looked at me differently, which is all, which also gave me the support to um, go out there very confidently and securely in the world. So I think um, it really was something that I embraced as a part of my identity. I embraced it as who I was and I still was exactly who I wanted to be in the world. So somehow in my first 10 years of disease, it was very, very easy for me. Uh, in, in, easy in the sense that I was always, I always had help. I was dealing with it very, very head on. So I, it was, it was never a thing. It never took over my sense of self or my identity. I think that happened a few years later down in the story uh, until 20, I was really, really happy and, and very, very um, empowered and, and really kind of working through it very beautifully. And so how did it transform? You know, like you said, you mentioned a lot of confidence and I know for myself, um, you know, if I'm going through self-development and all that kind of stuff, it's really easy to stay in that positive and confident state. 
but all of a sudden, you know, we feel so good. I mean, this is my experience. I felt like I'll feel so good. And then I get kind of complacent and then all of a sudden you feel that dip. And so that's how I know I've been. So how did that change for you? You know, what changed that led to the identity shift for yourself when you were, you know, when things did, did start to change? Yeah. So, um, I think what really, it really hit me when, um, when I was about to get married, I was about to get married three years ago and that's when my skin condition, um, the discoloration in my skin because of vitiligo spread throughout my entire body. Like it covered up maybe 30, 40% of my body. And that's when I looked, looked the most starkly different. Like before that was maybe 5% of my body, 10% of my body. So it was really easy for me to deal with it. Uh, even though it might've been difficult for other people, but somehow for me, it wasn't as big. But obviously when it spread to my entire face, it spread to my hands and legs and every area of my body. And I looked like I had never seen myself before. My face, my body, when I looked in the mirror, I could see a totally different person. And it happened over a span of one year between my engagement and my wedding date, like it spread like anything. And it was so crazy because it was contradictory to the rest of the world, right? Um, I've always experienced that when I have experiencing distress, the disease spreads. But at this point in time, I was the happiest I'd ever been. I was with the best partner. I had invested so much in self-development. So it was like, uh, there was so much shock that this was the timing that God chose for this disease to spread when I was the happiest, when I was the most, you know, trauma-informed, when I was the most self-developed version of myself. And that's when it spread. I was like, why is this happening right now? Just before I'm getting married, when I have to wear all these amazing, in India, we have seven-day weddings, right? So when I have all these amazing things coming up, why is it happening right now? Um, and I think that's when it really shattered my identity and I had to, you know, relearn my new identity. I had to relook in the mirror and start seeing that this is now me, you know, and as it kept on spreading every few weeks, I would look different. So I think that was a very, very challenging and fluid state of acceptance. I would accept one part and one change in my hands and the next few weeks, my hands look different again. So I think that's when the acceptance, the, the anger, the, the pain, the frustration, the, all of the self-development work was falling short because that's when I really felt very, very challenged and very, very questioning about why me, why now, how is this happening? You know, why did it need to happen? So I think that was the biggest identity challenger when it happened right before my wedding and when it spread 30% over a year versus just like a little, 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 you know, over the years. So that was, I think, the biggest shocking turn of events in my life when I was faced with a huge new mountain to climb of self-development and self-love, which I had never faced before. Yeah. And so what is the skin condition? What did it look like? Because like, so, you mentioned change, but what did it actually look like? Yes. So basically, uh, vitiligo is a skin discoloration condition. Uh, and I am Indian, so my skin is brown. And what happens is you lose melanin, which is the color producing um, uh, uh, chemical in the body. And which means that my half, like 30% of my brown skin is completely white with no color. So let's say like my face, half of it is white, like, one, like half of it is brown. Half of my hands are brown, half of my hands are white, which with, with different patches, so almost as if you took a brown canvas and you sprayed half of it with white paint. That's how I looked. Oh, wow. I, I can understand how that would definitely affect our self-esteem and, you know, identity. And so what would you say when you talk about identity? 
can you expand more on that? What do you like for yourself? What do you mean by it changed your identity? Yeah. So for me, really, um, the physical form that I identified as Neeti, right? When I looked in the mirror that this is what Neeti looks like, that itself completely changed. So now when I would wake up and look in the mirror, when I would wear clothes, I would see white patches popping out of my clothes from somewhere, right? I was used to wearing shorts and dresses and all of that. And now suddenly my legs look like very different. They did not look like the brown, beautiful, silky, awesome legs that I had before, right? In my, in my viewpoint before that. And now like suddenly if I wore dresses, I would look diseased, right? Um, and if I, if I went out uh, just like that without any makeup or any coverage or whatever, I look like really patchy or different. So I think it really changed, you know, my, my understanding of what I looked like in the mirror. It changed how I looked with different clothes. It changed, you know, the kind of medications that I had to be on. It changed, you know, my trajectory with doctors and, and medications and all of that. So medical journey was a new identity that I had to take on. I was just getting married. So it was a totally different uh, me that was getting married than the one who was about to get married a year before. So I think there was a lot more newness that came in every time I did anything to do with appearance. And therefore, uh, I had to relearn how to love what I saw in the mirror. And the person that was wearing all those clothes she used to wear before, I had to relearn how to love and like what I saw in the mirror and how I felt inside my body. So that, I think those were the parts of the identity that shifted. And of course, uh, because I was physically challenged to look different, I was also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually challenged to accept those changes uh, at, on a weekly, monthly basis sometimes to be able to move through all the grief that it was happening at that point of time. So there was a lot of emotional identity shift. There was a lot of physical identity shift. There was a lot of spiritual identity shift because I had always assumed that no matter what would happen to me, I'd always be as confident as I was. But my confidence wasn't where it was. So there was a lot of spiritual identity shift as well where I had to accept parts of me that were ashamed and not confident and I was always, you know, telling people like, love yourself no matter who you are and what happens to you. And now I didn't love myself all of a sudden, right? So it was a lot of uh, shock across emotional, physical, spiritual, mental identity as well of who I was overall, um, which is why I really shared the 10 to 20 years when I was so confident no matter what was happening to my body. And that, that itself was so shocking that suddenly the person who was so confident who would always stand up for herself now wants to hide now is ashamed. So it was a lot of shock also seeing that transition for myself. That where did this Neeti go? Who always unconditionally loved herself, stood up for herself, showed up powerfully, would wear whatever she wanted, would speak her truth. Suddenly I was this little ball hidden on the in the corner, right? Uh, crying all the time. So yeah, I think it was a complete identity uh, overhaul challenge crisis. And so what happened for you to come out the other side? You know, you've, your skin has changed. You are, you know, you feel like you're that ball hiding in the corner. And so how did you start to pull yourself back out of it? So I think, um, like I said, I was pretty much crying for a good year, year and a half. I would be like just breaking into crying, um, you know, any given day and all of that while I was preparing for my wedding. But uh, I think, you know, for me, I just kind of made a decision when I was really just exhausted and I had grieved, when my grieving process was done, um, I made a powerful decision that now I'm going to choose to love myself and I'm going to relearn how to love myself with this, what God has given me. And so I think first step number one was just grieving 
moving through all the stages of grief, anger, denial, depression, uh, aggression, and, and acceptance. So I think first step to choosing love is grieving because often people immediately want to jump to self-love and gratitude and you know be grateful for everything you have in your life. You're so lucky, you're getting married, you have the best person. No, I, I realized that no, I cannot jump to gratitude and love. I need to grieve. So there was a really long, one, one and a half year long up and down grieving process that needed to happen before self-love could even emerge as an option, right? So I did that grieving. Um, then I just made a decision that now that I feel pretty light, then much lighter than before, now I can choose to love myself. And that's when uh, I made a choice to master self-love in a, in a even more powerful way than I had ever before. So I decided to really, really stand naked with myself. What does that mean? That means just facing all the emotions, the thoughts and the beliefs that had gotten shaken up. So every single day, I would stand naked in front of the mirror for 10, 15, 20 minutes and just look at my body and look, in my, look into my eyes and hear my thoughts. And initially when I started doing that, it was a lot of hate, disgust, shame that came up when I looked at my body like you know look at how you look you don't look good you know I don't like what I see in the mirror you know where where is the needy gone etc etc right so I faced all of that I had I had to build the courage to face that uh, face those thoughts and you know look at them from a distance rather than get you know drowned in those thoughts I would observe them and I would do that naked practice every day I did a lot of uh, movement and intuitive healing movement. So I would um, sort of connect with those feelings of shame, disgust, anger, switch on some high frequency music and just move to it and let it move through my body because there was a lot of trauma and pain collected in the cells of my body. And I knew that I had to intuitively move through it. So I did daily movement practices to release those, uh, those emotions from my body. I had an amazing coach and healer that was helping me move through these feelings, thoughts, and emotions, move through this anger that I collected over the years with multiple health conditions. I realized that it had reached its peak. So it was not like all the anger was dealt with. There was a lot of emotions coming, which was almost like I had been carrying 10 carriages and now the carriages were so full that I couldn't move forward. So I had to empty all of that out. So a lot of intense therapy for a year, year and a half. Um, and then, uh, then once I was able to do these, these two years of work, then I did a lot of, um, you know, self-love work, very, you know, direct. So just giving my body a lot of love. I worked with a stylist. I, you know, chose to get new clothes for my new identity that I felt amazing in. Um, I got new makeup that felt amazing to me. Uh, I got new lipsticks, new colors. Um, I started wearing things that I now felt, which were new parts of me that had emerged through this healing process. Um, and I got back to art, which I had left for a few years there. Um, I got back to a lot of intuitive painting. So I think all of these processes really helped me find a new, more empowered version of me that felt really safe to be in her body and that loved being in her body. Um, so yes, these, this is what I did to get back to that new version of me. And so how did your family respond as you were going through this process? You know, like you said, they were very, like, they saw you go through the self-development. They saw you as confident. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're upset, you're crying. Cause I know sometimes our families, they expect, they see us as one person. And then all of a sudden you're crying and they don't know how to respond. They're like, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> like, yeah, so how yeah. did you navigate through that? Yeah, I think my family, uh, because of so much um, 
we have a lot of familial health conditions anyway like skin conditions carry on generationally all right um so my family is very aware they are very aware family we uh, you know all my, my 20 of my family members go for therapy which is extremely uncommon in india so um so i think my family is fairly evolved so they were able to support me through it um because they've supported me even when i was a kid and i couldn't understand what was happening to my body and all of that they were very supportive so i think my family is fairly equipped to uh, to support me my partner had been uh, amazing like he would be the shoulder i cried on and he would be there for me and he was he would remind me that it was okay to cry that it didn't make me weak that it just made me who i was and an even better version of myself so i think um in fact even their love and their support was very healing for me so i think uh, i have to give a lot of props and credit to my family for being the evolved family that they are that they could all support me and even my new family so my in-laws were extremely supportive as well they were like you know take all the time you need grieve as you need to you know we are there for you if you need anything so i think uh, on that on that front i think i had an amazing almost like tribe that was just there for me um, that's awesome and i think that's so important you know um like you know you talk about empowering other coaches and i think for the people who maybe don't have that tribe i think it's so important that we do have that connection cuz like you know there are times that our family members our friends don't support us through those things cuz they just don't know how to they don't know how and yeah. even as entrepreneurs our families try to protect us <laughs> like you know they're like don't do that like what if you don't have the 9 to 5 you don't have you know the benefits and all the things and i mean it can be very lonely but you know as you were speaking i was wondering um how did you how do you navigate when you go out in public and maybe you know you see someone looking or someone asks you about it how do you how do you respond and you know show up when someone asks you something like that and you can tell that they're 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 watching <laughs> yeah so i think um because i have this since i was 18 um in in varying proportions i have developed my ways <laughs> um but i think what ends up happening is that the outer world is a reflection of your inner world that's what i really believe so when you are kind of confident on the inside people are going to you know come come to you and then the energy is going to either you know go in if you're really insecure and it's going to make it 10 times worse or their energy is going to flow right back to them so i find that in moments of my life where i have been really secure very few people even end up approaching me like nobody even asks me anything um uh, even before i found my husband i have dated people and not a single person ever had a challenge with this not a single parent like in india parents are involved in relationships like we don't have only you know two people together so never parents have had issues with it either um so i think what i believe is on one hand you attract what you are from within so if you're secure and confident you don't attract too many people who are looking at you a certain way who are asking all these questions and all of that um so that's one as confident as you are you're going to attract that um but secondly of course there are there were many times when people would just like randomly i was like traveling in in the local train like from one place just like you guys have the subway and, and the metro right so i was like i would be traveling in a train and people would reach out to me and just be like you know what hey try this oil my my niece also has this and you know why don't you try this and in india it's very okay to just give advice to any random stranger uh, it's a here it's too a it, yeah no it, it's here too people just want to give advice <laughs> yeah in india especially like you can just walk up to a complete stranger and just tell them 
you know, here, take this oil and et cetera. So I had a lot of those experiences as well. Uh, but how I look at it is that, you know, they have the intention to help you. And, you know, you just see the intention of that person and send them their way with their positive energy. So that's how I deal with it. And um, there are times when, uh, you know, if people are kind of, for those people who, you know, that are, they are being shamed, I always set boundaries. So uh, sometimes like there were people who'd be like, you know, how are you going to get married? You have this skin condition. Who's going to marry you? And I'm like, hey, listen, I have an amazing relationship with God. I have an amazing relationship with myself. And I trust the universe and I trust myself to attract exactly who, who deserves me with this and who deserves my amazingness, my, my powerhouseness with all of this, right? So uh, I think that kind of self-belief always carried me through and had me have amazing partners throughout my life, even before I met my uh, soulmate, right? So I think uh, I, I believe that you will attract what you are from within. 90-95% uh, of the time, the remaining 5% of the time, you send them on their way with good vibes. Uh, and set boundaries when someone is intruding your personal space, insulting you, questioning you, etc. Because, like, I'll tell you one crazy incident. So there was like this one um, relative of my uh, of my you know dads who told told them you know when I was like really young that you can only see divorcees for Neeti because she has a skin condition and like nobody normal is going to marry her. And um, they just set that boundary. They were like, you know what, keep mind your own business. We will do what's right for her, and she will do what's right for her. And we believe in her and she believes in herself to know that we find the right match for her. You know, this is not acceptable. So I think having that kind of badassness is required um, mm -hmm. and being able to set that up on the outside. But that's only possible if you have that on the inside. If you are yourself curled up, you can't stand up for yourself either. So I think it's, it's always inner work and then the external skill of boundary setting. Yeah. And so how do you how do you find, like you find that trust? Cause there's a lot of people who do, you know, I mean, even when you talk about abundance manifestation, everyone's like, have faith, trust. And everyone's like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, for yourself, because you do have such a powerful connection and you obviously do have that natural confidence. Like what about those people who maybe are struggling with it? Because, you know, with my daughter, for example, she's two and a half months old and she was born with, um, like a darker spot on, um, her forehead, just like in her hairline. And she has them also all along the back of her head. And I mean, she'll have hair, so it'll cover it, but it's really funny because I noticed it right away. And there was a comment when she was born by one of the doctors and they're like, Oh, she has like a whole bunch of birthmarks. That's so beautiful. But what's been really funny in this last two weeks is that the, the birthmark is getting more and more red. And every single time, like almost every day that we maybe have someone different around, they comment on it and they're like, oh, how'd she bump her head? Where's this? Where's that? And I'm like, it, it's a birthmark. Like it's nothing. So, I mean, for me as her mom, it doesn't bother me at all. I've, you know, I think she's beautiful and I've noticed it myself um, yeah. through all that. But, you know, for someone else, like if they're just listening now and maybe they have been struggling, you know, their entire life, like how, how do they even get started to begin to even trust in that process? Yeah. So I think firstly, you know, everyone who's going through insecurity challenge, um, self-love challenge, all of that, it's about making a decision that you want that to change. I think it starts there. Like it starts with, you know, you don't have to have trust. You just need to make a decision that, hey, you know what? I am completely insecure right now. I don't love myself. 
but I'm going to make a decision that however long it takes, I'm committed to learn the skill of self-love. I'm committed to learn how to be confident in this world. I'm committed to finding myself self-worth and I'm committed to find the resources I need to get where I want to get and feel how I want to feel about myself. So I think it's a very, very conscious decision uh, that I'm going to do whatever it takes to move from this state of insecurity to a state of security, self-love and confidence. So I think that's where even my journey started is like when I was crying for two years, I had to one day just make a decision that, hey, I, I know I've forgotten how to love myself. I know I've forgotten my self-confidence. I know I used to be a really empowered person and today I am a ball in the corner, but I'm going to make a decision to change this. And I'm going to, you know, call on to whatever help I need. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to take all the action I can. I'm going to be the best version of myself in as for as long as it takes because I owe myself this, right? So I think it starts with that decision. And then once you make that decision for yourself, it's a really scary decision because you don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know if you're going to get support along the way. Um, so I think then you need to set up routines and structures in your life to remind yourself of that every day. So what I did, like I said, was did my daily mirror work and help myself through that. I did really, really, uh, I, I bought amazing clothes that made me feel good because that was, and that was like an external support so that I didn't have to do all just inner work, like just sometimes even a lipstick, sometimes even an amazing top, sometimes even an amazing pair of shoes can do wonders for your self-love. People find it materialistic and superficial, but for people with real like skin conditions, hair conditions and body image challenges, even clothes can make a massive, massive difference. So starting there, I think anybody can start there, right? You don't need any help for that. Um, you can even repurpose your old clothes and just tweak them. That's what I did. Sometimes I just bought like an amazing belt with the same outfit. So I think, you know, using style as a tool to, to feel amazing about yourself. Um, thirdly, I think getting help, like getting the right coaching or, or training sometimes, like watching, you know, just courses on platforms on self-love, self-confidence. We don't have money to invest in a coach. But I think when you make a decision to shift that identity, to shift that confidence, you'll find amazing resources, um, free even, or like very, very minorly paid for that you can use. And of course, the best option that helped me a lot was hiring a therapist and a coach who could help me to release those old ideas of I'm not good enough and reclaim my confidence. So of course, getting a coach and getting help on the deepest level is highly recommended if you can afford it and make it happen for yourself. So I think this is the range of things that a person can do starting with a decision and then starting to take minor actions every day to, to shift that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love that you say that about, um, you know, the lipstick and the clothing and that kind of thing, because, you know, it, like even for myself, um, I don't personally have a skin condition or anything like that, but I do find that those things help as well, you know, even for myself. And I say, you know, I don't, get ready or put, you know, heels on or something like that. Like I'm not doing it to get attention from others or, you know, to seek other people's approval, but I do it for me. Right. Because it's, it is part of our identity is, you know, we are, our we are, we are our brand and with it being part of our identity, it's the feeling good of, I chose this, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people out there who they start choosing clothing and they, they look at what everybody else is doing. I mean, especially in the coaching industry, we see that like, there's so many watered down versions of like other people of people not showing up as their true authentic selves within the coaching industry. And, you know, 
online. And so it's the same thing, I think, with the way we show up with our clothing, with the way we look. Sometimes we go online and we see someone else and how pretty they are. And we almost like try and be like them. And then we put on, you know, and try and wear what they're wearing. And it doesn't even match like our body and who we really are. And then I find sometimes we even lose ourselves even more in the process. Yes, absolutely. I think that's such an important piece is like, you know, when we compare ourselves to other people who are neither have our story, never have gone through what we went through and are completely from different backgrounds. And we compare like an apple to a, to a watermelon. There's just like, there's nothing in common, right? So uh, it's so easy in the online world and with social media to get sucked into comparison, into feeling like you're not good enough, that you need to be wearing shorter clothes to look hotter or attract, you know, clients, or you need to be on a beach, you know, like sipping pina coladas to attract somebody. So I think all these ideas about what works and what others are doing can completely take over. That's exactly why a foundation of self-love, uh, you know, self-validation even is extremely required. And which is why daily practices for self-validation, such as like, I love putting on red lipstick. That's my sense of me feeling like a boss, no matter what happens, no matter what chaos is going on. Like my dad has, you know, a, a, a health condition that doesn't even allow him to walk. And, you know, my mom is dealing with that. I'm dealing with my own stuff. And I'm like, you know, I got married newly or whatever. And all of that, within that chaos, my clothes, my style is the one thing I have complete control over that can make me feel amazing, right? So I think this is definitely, if you don't trust anything about self-love, this is the place to start because it's an instant booster. Like, you know, finding even one piece of clothing that's really represents your personal style and makes you feel great. Whatever that is, it could be, you know, PJs and, and an amazing, just like a teddy bear t-shirt that makes you feel really cute and happy. Even that quick action can completely change how you feel on a daily basis if you do it consistently. So I think that could be a good place to start for people who have no trust in anything other than this. This is also great to, to, to get you started on your self-love journey, self-validation journey. Yeah, and I think for like so many of us, especially as entrepreneurs and even through, you know, the pandemic, so many people who were having to work from home, I did find like a lot of people lost their identities, right? Like um, a lot of people um, and as online entrepreneurs, when we first step into the space and all of that, we, we do all of a sudden we find ourselves wearing, you know, sweatsuits at home or, you know, yes. I mean, I, I do have pants on here, but you know, there's, there's so many people who, you know, who went through the pandemic and had to stay home and had office jobs. And you would hear them say, you know, party on top or business on top party on the bottom. Right. And so I think as online entrepreneurs, even it just helps with that, um, that confidence and to stay like, to stay focused and encouraged to keep going, even as, like I said, you know, someone who maybe isn't even struggling with a health issue, but someone who, you know, is lose, like is struggling with self-confidence in general because of like showing up online. And I, I like, I like totally agree with you. It's, it helps us just feel better about ourselves because we have control over it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I say these two simple things, right? you know, don't do anything, but just have an amazing bath every day. Like, um, and, and that could be a sensual bath. That could be like, 
you know bath with amazing music on that lifts your mood up and your energy up and 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 wear the clothes that make you feel like the most powerful version of you if you spend that 15 to 30 minutes every single day by just having a bath and like looking your best that feels good and comfortable and powerful to you that can pretty much set you up for success like that it's as simple as that sometimes yeah that's awesome and so how has that like changed for you and transformed into you deciding to help others how did you make that decision what what was your pivotal moment that you thought to yourself i need i need to help other people with this yeah so i think I've always been kind of coaching, like I said, through when I was 21, through all my jobs, my first three jobs, uh, and then once I started, you know, became a coach, certified coach, and started coaching people. But I think what what propelled me to coach people with health conditions, uh, and you know, I was a business coach for the first two years. I coached around 100 women uh, to scale their businesses, do five-figure launches, marketing, selling, etc. Um, but that's when I really burned out. That's when my body. was completely misaligned i had hormonal imbalances i had to get a surgery i had to be in bed for 4 5 months and when i was in bed one day uh, i was you know thinking about this that what if i died tomorrow do i want to be known as the best business coach in the world and even though i was never going to die i was not in that state but i just had that kind of existential question about if i died tomorrow is this what i want to be known for doing is this how i want to be running my business and is this who i want to be when i run my business and the answer was such a loud and resounding no that that was exactly the pivotal moment when when i almost thought about death and i thought you know what this old identity needs to die this old way of doing business needs to die and this old business needs to die and a new rebirthing is going to happen and that's exactly why i felt sick and why i've been in bed um so it revealed itself almost uh, through this question um and then i made a decision of you know giving myself the space to pivot and the first thing i needed to do for that was feel safe and loved in my own body because i had always been living outside my body in my head i was always thinking doing but i was never embodied uh, especially because my body had gone through so much trauma that was too traumatic to get to stay embodied so i did a lot of nervous system regulation work i did a lot of um, healing work i did a lot of body work like i said a lot of somatic practices dance movement self love naked practices and i got embodied first <clears throat> so that was step one of the process was owning my body and living in it properly and being present in it and facing all the trauma and the pain in my body and releasing all of that once i felt safe to be in my body i had to decide how do i want to show up now and who do i want to show up for other than my my purpose and i realized that my purpose was that i wanted to help women who were hiding too who also had health conditions who could not show up and be as visible as all the other women out there who didn't have the energy to be online 24/7 to do launches uh, they would burn out their nervous system was not ready for that high strung business that everyone else was preaching out there and i realized that there are so many women with you know thyroid issues and fatigue and you know migraines and chronic pain and all of that was still you know entrepreneurs health coaches and all of that but they don't have any representation uh within coaches within coaches like them they don't have business coaches who have the right models for them who 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 have weak nervous systems who need just 2 to 3 hours a day of work and still create success right so there was no model out there for people who did not have able bodies as able as the regular person who could work 8 12, 12 hours a day and be online 24/7 right so um so that's when i kind of 
realize that oh this is my purpose i'm not here to be the best business coach in the world help people make money but i'm here to be a voice for people with autoimmune chronic health conditions who don't have a visible model a visible paradigm for success which uses their energy effectively which which does not harm their body which does not lead to burnout and nervous system further nervous system dysregulation and health trauma because of their business being too um too needy for them to show up all the time so i think that was the pivotal moment that led me to do what i do now is to incorporate the body uh, your beingness uh, your belief and therefore build an aligned business for women with chronic and autoimmune or long term health conditions like i did do have so yeah that's kind of what brought me here yeah and i actually have hypothyroidism as well and so i know that was a big pivot i had to make and i'm very much someone who's very creative and i love my business and so you know it's yes it's a business yes it's my job but at the same time it very much is that feeling of a hobby too sometimes because of how much joy it brings me but definitely something that i had to learn as well is to actually go out and live my life in order to not burn myself out to be like you said heart led not in my head because i think so many of us are you know really yeah. good at that is <laughs> to <Yeah>. like <laughs> yes. being in our head and it was funny cuz even just in these last few days i've been you know reconnecting more and more with my intuition of the moves i want to make in my business because like you i last year was coaching coaches and helping people grow their businesses scale as well. And I mean, we don't need to burn our businesses to the ground in order to like pivot, but it was also something that I did. <laughs> and yes. I was like, no, like I completely want this to change. And I mean, today I'm so grateful that I've made that decision because I was able to, you know, not have as many clients that as I went through that transition to tell them like, I'm starting up, like I'm relaunching my podcast. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I'm not going to be doing as many programs, you know, and all those kinds of things, because it was things that I saw everybody else doing, losing my own identity. I saw everyone else doing it. And I was like, I want to do that. Right. And I think sometimes we have to lose ourselves in order to re realize who we really are. Yeah. And we have to like, you know, sometimes wear those different hats and then shed back the layers and be like, okay, yes, this is who I really am. And so what kind of things do you talk with your clients about today when it comes to, you know, or even for yourself, how did your model and your business, the way you show up in your business, how did that change, you know, from no longer doing the eight to 12 hours a day and, you know, focusing on the scaling and the launches, how did it change for you where you were able to actually show up for just a few hours a day? How has that changed? Yeah, so I think first of all, um, to back up, <clears throat> I felt sick. I almost believe because it was like I was on the verge of a burnout, and I was going to launch a group program. I had twenty women signed up. They had all paid me their two k or three k or whatever that was, and I had a surgery that I was supposed to recover from in two days, and um, it took me four months to even remotely recover, right? Um, which was not even supposed to happen. So. i think when that happened and i had to pay people the money back and all of that i realized that this way of launching was not for my system it was just so terrible for my system 
to have a huge team and to have like a page and to have you know a five day challenge and then to you know promote it every day and two weeks before that and two weeks after this and the six week launch and you know all of that was just the most shitty feeling ever i did not <laughs> enjoy it it was it was just something i was doing because i thought everyone has to launch otherwise how else will you get clients everyone has to do master classes every month otherwise how are you going to build trust and you know this whole almost obvious thing right it's like Mm-hmm. obviously launches are the only way to make money obviously you have to have a group program obviously you need to have like 10 one on one clients obviously you need to have a six figure year like it was all just assumed to be true right and then when i when i felt like i'm like hello one second let me just question this right and i knew that you know what i never want to do a launch again this way i never want to push my nervous system this way again i never want to um, you know do a group program unless it's joyful for me and i never want to do run business this way just keep talking about money all the time keep you know like sharing money wins and my this client made this much money and you know all of that i just i just you know almost had an out of body experience when i looked at my business and went like you know what this whole thing has got to go like it does not resonate with me at all it's just all acquired and borrowed energy from the coaching space that i'm giving it giving back to the coaches that i know and i'm going to find my own paradigm so i think it was that out of body experience of looking at oh my god what was i just about to do it was so not me but like mm-hmm. you said i had to wear that hat to take it off right so i took it off and now i was like holy shit now i'm blank slate i don't know what the hell to do with myself now if i don't know do <laughs> i long. totally know that feeling <laughs> i was like oh my god one second what's my problem i'm going to be you know what what the hell am i going to do <clears throat> how am i going to make money so it was it was a lot of questions and with no answer so i think first first step was just going through that trauma and you know realizing that this is this is not what i want then it was about being blank and i was like oh my god now what am i going to do and once i was i sat with those questions long enough i reconnected with my intuition i did a lot of movement work i think then the answers started coming through when the, the nervous system was back in order i was able to channel okay and then i think what i chose to do was i chose to go off social media so i wanted to remove all the noise right i wanted to remove all the what the other coaches were doing and looking at their stories and all that talk, all those toxic habits of following people i completely went off social media for a while and i just was tuning into my intuition and i realized okay what what is going to be my model and i was quest- asking myself you know i understood my human design i understood that i'm a projector i understood okay. that <laughs> okay Everyone who's been on the podcast so far except for the woman I spoke to yesterday have all been projectors because I'm a self um like self projected projector and I don't know what it is but I am attracting projectors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I did not know human design. I just found it to be very strange until I had I had to rediscover why it's important to me for me to know it. So, once I discovered I was a projector, I kind of dove into that and just understood what my energy is like what my body is like how i make decisions you know how i show up what's going to be energy efficient for me so i think what i realized was that as a projector i need to do just 20% actions that give me 80% results not do 80 actions at a time which i was doing before right so uh, i had to peel peel back peel back peel back and i decided that i'm going to stay off social media i wasn't posting anything i wasn't doing anything um and i realized that what i need to just do is do what i am great at so i reconnected with my strengths my values and my purpose and realized that my strengths are connecting with people so i connect with a lot of people behind the scenes in dms i don't show up online i don't post anything but i connect with them 
I do connection calls because that's something I love and enjoy. Um, I I do you know lives with people who have you know collaborative you know tendencies and energies who match with me, and then we attract audiences and I sell to those select people in the DMs and I'm nowhere online. So I'm not like posting anything. I'm not selling anything in my posts. I'm not selling anything in my DM uh, in my DMs or WhatsApp. It's only through attraction that people come to me based on connection, all of which happens without any social media posting. So I realized that, you know, for me, I have to get my nervous system back in order. I have to regain the strength. So everything right now happens off social media and it's working really well for me because I'm doing only things I love, which is connecting with people, you know, uh, sharing things I love to share and people reaching out in the DMs to me, wanting to work with me and me saying yes to them. That's it. So I just made it super simple, 20% actions with 80% results and removing everything else. And I totally love that because I mean, that's, you know, the purpose of this whole podcast, right? And everything I talk about is the whole selling through connection. And so for yourself, so you're talking about, you know, you connect in the DMs, but you had mentioned that you don't sell in there. So how do people actually learn about your services um, in order to actually work with you? Like how, how do they even find out about you in the first place? So uh, right now, uh, because I'm still recovering and healing from my body, um, I'm keeping it really simple. So I connect with them in the DMs or I do like lives or clubhouse rooms with, on the topics that I talk about uh, in, uh, for my business. And then people you know, realize that I'm an expert in this space. They ask me, how can they work together? I share my program with them on Zoom. And then they say yes, or they say no, or I say yes, I say no. So it's as simple as that. It's just... Sometimes a connection call leads to a sale or a referral. Uh, and sometimes I just show up very sporadically on social media. I don't sell anything. I just talk and share something and then people DM me. So for me, the energetics work in a very strange way. And right now, because I'm very selective, because I have limited energy and I'm still healing, uh, I, I take on extremely little clients, like just maybe two or three. That's it. Like not even nothing more than that. Yeah. And so, I totally get that. Even for myself, um, you know, when I completely revamped my business, it was, you know, I cut out a whole bunch of programs and I focused on the three that I absolutely love talking about, like the three topics I love talking about. Um, and with, with me, it's like, I love to talk about abundance and manifestation. I love to talk about, um, the mindset and showing up as yourself. And I love content. Right. And so it, and when we do those things, it doesn't feel like work anymore. Yes. You know what I mean? And so yes. it becomes easier to go online, do a sporadic live and just talk from the heart versus having to sit down and plan a masterclass and plan a program. It, to me, that can be very overwhelming. And, you know, yeah. I totally relate with you and maybe it's a projector thing, but I was, even for myself, I was like, man, like, I don't want to take on a whole bunch of one-to-one -one clients anymore. <laughs> like it just is it, like, you, like you said, working with 10 one-to-one -one clients is tough. Like, and for me, I also, because I'm such a free spirit with my schedule, I don't like Put, having to put out a schedule, like for my podcast interviews, that is as scheduled as I get. And I mean, you know, for myself, I get to do it whenever I feel like it's 2am where I am right now. Right. And 
I'm a night owl. So that feels really good for me. And what's really cool is because I work with people globally, right? I mean, what time is it for you? Is it around 2 p.m.? Yeah, it's 1.30 p.m., yes. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we get to do what works for us. And yes. so how how has that transformed into the way you work with your clients today? You know, like when I introduced you and stuff, you talked about how you empower coaches. So how has that changed with, you know, the women that you help today? I think A is just giving myself permission to embody and be who I am that automatically gives my clients permission to be who they are as well. Um, because I think when I was coaching before, there, there was a lot of, you know, learned things that I was just passing on to them, saying, here's the launch formula. Here's, you know, a five-day challenge formula. Here's how you, you know, have a signature program. Here's how you market it, right? Here's how you do an evergreen, right? The you logic, the- yeah, that yeah. logic, the mind, the stuff in the mind, the yeah. logic and the strategy. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, why aren't some of these people getting results sometimes? Yeah. And it's because of their energetics. Yes. So I think, um, first of all, like, you know, I had to cleanse out all that, which was not aligned to me out of my system and start embodying who I really was. And, and I was someone who was uh, at this point of time gets too overwhelmed by social media. It takes me outside my body and into my head. It takes me outside my being and into comparison, not feeling good enough, etc. So it's like, it's a space that is not really healthy for me right now. So I took myself out of it and I only put myself in spaces. I only connect with people who I look at and energetically and intuitively want to talk to. Um, so I think, first of all, embodying that myself, that is step number one. You know, I, I embody, you know, releasing old patterns. I embody embracing who I really am. Um, like you said, you're a night owl. I, there, were so, there are so many times my body has unique rhythms. It wakes up at 4 a.m. with an amazing download. And, you know, I used to resist it before. I used to try to go, force myself to get back to sleep. Now I receive that download from, from the universe with gratitude. I write it down and I share it the next day. So I think now I follow my heart's nudges as a projector, especially as a spleening projector. I have instinctive nudges all the time. And before I used to resist them, think I'll post about it later. I'll, you know, do the energy, you know, later, let it just be there. And I used to dishonor that. Now I honor all those nudges. So I think I embody that to be able to give my clients to embody that. I sell through my dance meditations. I made a decision that I don't want to just keep on writing sales posts every three days, right? Which is what everyone does. It's like write a long post and at the, at the end, if you want to work with me, here's the program. I, I, I just didn't like that. So I made a decision that I'm energetically going to sell through dance and people are going to love my energy and reach out to me. And now from time to time, I put out a lot of dance meditation videos and invariably people DM me after that. I just loved your energy. It was so amazing, magnetic. What do you do? How do you help people, etc. right? So I think, I made energetic decisions. I made courageous decisions. I made, I embody my truth now. I follow my nudges. I connect with my intuition every day. And that's how, because I embody it, I can tell my clients with confidence, with power, and I help them to tune into their bodies. I help them to tune into their truths, their intuition, their inner voice, and create a model based on that. Because I do it, I can teach them how to do exactly that without teaching them how to do their business, what to launch, how to launch. I help them open up their download channel so that they can create the business that they need to create. And if that is working one hour a day with just three clients or 10 clients a year, so be it. I don't judge. I don't tell them they should be making six figures. None of that garbage. They choose, they download. 
I help them clear the channel and they build a business of their dreams, which works for their body, their mind, and their soul. I don't exist in that paradigm at all, and neither neither does the coaching world out there. Yeah. And I absolutely love that you share that because I know there's a lot of really successful coaches out there who are very aware with the way that things work for them. And, you know, the first thing I can think of the gratitude list, the morning routines, and I've had coaches who, you know, try and tell me like, this is my routine and you need to do it. And this is like, these are the things that you need to do. And they give you their whole routine. And then all of a sudden, you know, I tried and it doesn't like, this was definitely last year. Like I would try it and it didn't work for me. And that's one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had is really identifying, well, why does it work for them? You know, what is the reason they, you know, there's one woman, she does, um, like 10 minutes of silent meditation. Well, why does that work for her? You know, a gratitude list. Well, why does it work for her when, you know, I'm sitting there and I want to like, you know, poke my eyes out with the pen that I have in my hand, because I don't understand, you know, how this gratitude list is supposed to work. It's like me writing down 10 things a day. At that point, there was no like concept of this doesn't feel good. Whereas now for myself, understanding my own energy when I do it as to how it feels good within me. So I really like that you shared that because I think there's a lot of people out there trying to teach their way and it's not about their way. You know, like you said, we're not even part of the equation other than like helping them be empowered to show up as themselves. And I think that's a big shift that is happening in this industry is people starting to see that their power is what's actually going to bring them success versus trying to be like everyone else. Are you ready to dive deeper into understanding the fifth dimension, how to quantum leap, and how to utilize the compound effect? These concepts are super trendy right now, but as someone who has experienced trauma and may still like a little bit of control, trusting blindly can be very difficult for me until I understood how it all works. Even I didn't know how I manifested my dream vehicle, home, man, my baby girl, and hitting six figures, but now I do. Every program I have ever taken on manifestation told me to feel energy and trust. I tried everything from being positive, gratitude lists, connecting with crystals, clearing my chakras, and following the moon cycles. I needed more than just to trust. I needed to know how and why. This is your warning sign though, that once you do learn this, you'll never look at energy and manifestation the same again. Dimensions is a three-day intensive where you will become equipped with the manifestation sequence. We will deep dive into how it works, how to stay in the vibe, and manifest your dream life, all for only $333. Join now by heading to the description for the link. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's so important, which is exactly why, like when I say, I help people to build energy aligned businesses, that energy is their energy that alignment is to them themselves, not what makes me feel good. Like, Oh, my client made 50 K this, this month, right? That makes me feel good because I think 
somehow as a coach like that's something to be celebrated right but it's got nothing to do with me or my need for validation it's very clearly about what feels good to them what is right for their soul for their journey for their alignment for their happiness and so be it right so i think that was the biggest shift is like a coach is not here to tell you what to do uh, or to even guide you to do what to do something the coach is simply there for you to witness your own journey and for you for to help you clear whatever's coming in the way so that you shine with your brightness right so i think that also that was a big identity shift is like first i used to think as a business coach i am supposed to train people and teach people how to run their business and teach them marketing and teach them selling and teach them x y yada 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 but i think when i shifted that i realized that no i'm not here to teach people anything i don't want to be that business coach i'm here to just help people connect with their body their being their belief and their business in their way and build it from there so i think i am a witness and i am like just there to clear their channel that's it and everything mm-hmm. else i trust gets downloaded in the process as long as i know how to hold that space and i choose people who know who want that space help right that's it mm-hmm. and i know there's probably people listening right now who are you know hearing like the whole idea around how you have stepped away from social media because i know i've heard people say that too that it's very overwhelming and that and they're probably sitting here thinking to themselves like but how <laughs> right like how was she able to do that just like you said for yourself and so i'm really curious because before we started you mentioned that you have a launch coming up and um you know at, at the time of this recording you have a launch coming up in november and so how were you able to navigate through launching that program that you have coming up because you have decided to step back into doing programs. So how has that shifted for you? What, what have you done differently? So this is a very interesting story. So I, I had made a decision that I had made, I believe in making energetic decisions and I trust the universe to help me fulfill them. I believe in that. So it works like that for me. So I had made a decision that because I'm unwell, I can't do this alone. Um, I need help on this. and i just wanted to channel business partners i just kind of put it out there in the universe and then i just left it and i continued what i do which is connecting with people networking um you know having connection calls uh, dms this is like something i love it's something that energizes me so it's not something i hate i love it and i do it in a way that aligns with me so i was doing my business you know connection calls etc and this one person you know um read one of my posts from like maybe a year ago right it was not something i even posted recently she just read that post from a year ago said we have this company um that does you know um group conversations and we are coming up with a program around skin conditions uh and and hair conditions and confidence and you know we already have a coach who's going to take this program can you just give us feedback on that and when i ended up giving them feedback they like why don't you do this program so i partnered with this company they became a business partner so they are going to promote the entire program Uh, i can choose to promote it if i want to i may not choose to promote it if i don't want to um, and it just kind of happened so i know you speak about manifestation but i just made this decision and i took action to connect with people and they had read my post from a year ago reached out to me partnered with me even though they had a coach who was going to conduct this program they realized that me having gone through skin conditions would be a better fit i just shared my expertise i shared my authority with them and i shared my inputs on how this program could be way more powerful having someone who's gone through it and they chose me and now they are choosing to promote it 
and I have a choice. I can promote it if I want to, and I'm going to, but only through the DMs and through podcasts and collaborations. I'm not going to be promoting it through social media posts because my system is still not ready to receive the likes and the comments and you know that right now feels too overwhelming for me so i am going to avoid that and i'm only going to sell this in the dms with people i am already connected with because i have like because i'm a super connector i'm a networker i have hundreds of connections and really strong good deep ones so i'm only going to promote it there and i trust that the right people will come through because of the solid bond i have with them so i think it's as simple as that it's like a combination of trust manifestation taking the right action aligned action and or uh, promoting in a way that feels good for me and avoiding what doesn't feel good which is social media posting stories and then you know looking at how many have viewed it and who's replied to them this is this is something that sends me in a dirty zone of i'm not good enough so i'm avoiding that completely and i still have trust that it's going to work because i have put in a lot of effort in the last many years to build rapport and connection yeah and i i think that was the biggest thing was you know you said trust manifestation and aligned action but I think it all begins with the aligned action. You know, I think the aligned action creates the trust. It creates the manifestation. You know, I mean, we can put it out into the universe that this is what I want to do, but if like for the manifestation piece, but if we aren't actually taking, taking aligned action, you know, towards it, and it doesn't even have to be like you're working towards it, but you know, just asking ourselves, well, what's the next move that I'm going to take? Like you said, especially as projectors, you know, that 20%, because we, we do, we try and be like other people. We see the hustle. We see that they're working, you know, nonstop and they're online all the time. And for some people, they absolutely love that. Right. Um, I'm very heart led when it comes to creating content. And so there's days that I'll maybe do like three posts, but I literally post it. Like I don't batch work content, right? There's, it's like heart led and it's like, whatever you're getting is like just happened. <laughs> and, you know, it's the same thing as you've said with downloads, you know, that's how I create my content is like through the downloads, because if I, you know, decide, oh, I'm going to do it later. The energy is not the same at all. Um, you know, the, the ideas aren't the same and it's like, okay, like I don't feel aligned with this anymore. Yeah, I agree. And the energy completely affects what it creates in the world out there and what it attracts towards you. So definitely yeah, aligned action is important. And so I never, I never stopped connecting with people. I never stopped putting, uh, putting myself out there in a way that feels safe and good to me. Um, I, uh, I always did that. Of course I took breaks when I wasn't well, but I'm just saying that there are actions that you do need to commit to. Um, and, and I don't have fixed timings. Like I said, commitment doesn't mean that you have fixed timings, fixed routines and that I only do DMS at this time of the day, every morning, but it still happens. It's still, I, I still ensure that it happens every week, but, uh, in my own aligned way. So yes, aligned action is the key to manifestation. Uh, and of course, trust and everything else that follows. Well, and especially because like you said, it's, um, you love DMS, so that's why you align with it. And so I think it's very empowering for anyone listening to hear that, you know, they don't need to do business the same way as everyone else, or that, you know, they can like connect in the DMS because it's enjoyable and it's fun. Because I know for myself, when I first started business, I had a coach who it was like scripted 
you know, they had scripts for talking in the DMS and even for myself now, as soon as someone like messages me that way, I'm just like, Oh goodness. Like, <laughs> no, <Hi>. um, <laughs> right. Um, and there's so many ways, like, especially right now, I don't know about you. Um, maybe because you're not online as much, you don't see it, but it's the still there. No, I never was here. <laughs> like, <laughs> they like sent you the pitch you maybe read it or whatever, you don't even respond. And then there's like, you still there? No, I never was. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of like when there are, you know, when, you, when you're out there dating and there are these random creepers who you just don't want to date. And they're like, you there, you there. And like, no, I wasn't. I don't want to be. And that's exactly why I haven't responded. Get the hint. You know, so it's like, that. It's like those bad dates that you never want to go on again. You never want to see the person again. Exactly like that in the DMs, uh, who do it out of alignment and who do it for selling and pitching, etc. And it's the same thing with content online. I think there's so much fear that people have when someone does talk about their program, possibly online, that they're scared to hit the like button, they're scared to comment or respond because someone is going to pitch them right away. All of a sudden, they're going to end up in their DMs and it. I think there's a lot of fear there. So there's definitely, like you said, when we make the aligned moves of what feels fun for us, you know, I have a client who she really enjoys like yourself talking in the DMS, uh, for myself, I'm not as much a DMS person as much as like, I mean, like I said, I love to create content. So I love to connect with people there, but sometimes when I'm in the DMs, it gets really overwhelming for me inside there because especially with the podcast stuff, right? Like over 40 women applied to be on the podcast and talking to each and every one of them in a genuine way, you know, not just, oh, here's the link bye. you know, I don't even drop a link to register or like to book a call with me until I've had a full conversation with someone. And so sometimes it takes me time to get through <laughs> to like connect with people because it, like you said it's going in when we have the energy and not from a place of completely depleting ourselves and that was one big thing I've had to shift in my business um, having people come to me and say well why don't you try this why don't you you know do sales calls or connection calls and for myself I'm just like I don't, I don't want to. And it's like the universe dangles that carrot of their like, but you know, you, you could make a lot more money mm -hmm. this way. And, you know, and sometimes I like, you know, go towards that direction. And then I'm like, no, because like I said, I don't like to have the big schedule put out and be, especially being a new mom. Like I just, I don't have time for it. So, you know, I love that yeah. you've shared all of this because I don't, I don't think it's just um, helpful for, you know, people who have health conditions, but just people in general and really giving them the permission that they don't need to be doing all the things. They don't need to be creating the stories, creating the reels. And I know for myself, as I start to do stories and reels, like I just, I want to do them because it's fun, not because, you know, there's a sales pitch at the end or you know, there's, I do it a certain way because someone else does it that way and they're successful. It's, you know, I've, 
I've really learned like yourself, like how to trust that process and trust myself and make the aligned move. So I think it's so powerful that you shared that. Thank you so much. I think absolutely. And of course, I think it takes a while when you're just starting out in business, you do have to try it all out and then decide. But I think once you're two years in, it's pretty, you pretty much know. But I think the best thing that I'd like to share is like, you know, uh, learn how to connect with your body. Uh, most coaches teach you how to connect with your mindset and rewire your mindset, you know, connect with your heart. But I think what most people miss out is the body and you're living inside it, right? So I think the biggest thing that I advocate stand for and embody is connecting with your body and finding answers within your body because your body knows what feels good, what feels icky, what feels nerve wracking, what feels exciting. You will have a sensation within you that tells you, yeah, you know, I'm really excited to put it out there. Or, yeah, I love this post. Or yeah, I love this download. Or yeah, I'm not trying that. Ew, I don't want to do that. So I think, you know, like allowing yourself to really experience those visceral reactions when you think of an idea, when you think of a strategy and then following that, I think that is the biggest gift you can give yourself as an entrepreneur who wants to be successful on her own terms and not through all the noise is like seeing and checking in quickly how that feels to your body. And when you keep that channel going, your body is going to tell you instantly, almost without even needing a thought in your head, it'll tell you yes or no, uh, is this me or is this not me? So I love, you know, letting the body be the vessel that guides you versus trying to figure it all out on paper in your head, you know? So that's my number one go-to for alignment, especially when you talk about aligned actions and manifestation, etc. is like seeing what your body wants and, you know, what your soul wants for you versus what your head is telling you or not telling you. Yeah. And I mean, I think everybody out there can say that they like music and stuff, right? And so really like reconnecting with your body. And, you know, I love that because I'm like, I'm going to go, you know, try that for myself because, you know, I'm that person who it's in the shower. I always have music playing or something motivational or something like that. And especially like, you know, when you're in the shower and you have music playing and there's just like this different vibe in there. And, you know, especially when it's first thing in the morning, um, you know, or you're just starting your day, I find that's when, you know, I get really good ideas and it's because, you know, it's not even necessarily because of the lyrics in the music, but you know, you're just allowing yourself to open up and be more free and yes. so how do you personally do your dancing? I think you said you do dancing meditations, don't you? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. So um, first of all, like in the shower, like I said, like you said as well, I just have some music playing and I, you know, almost always have like a sexy dance going. Like if someone were to walk into my shower, they would think I'm sexy dancing for someone <laughs> else, but it's all honestly for myself. So uh, I, I do, I do do like almost as if like you were doing a sensual dance for your partner. I dance like that every day in the shower. That just connects me to my femininity. It connects me to my body and it opens up my channel to receive what I need to receive. And I truly believe that if you're an intuitive heart-led entrepreneur, millions of dollars are hidden in those downloads. They're not hidden in that strategy or that XYZ blueprint of success. They are hidden in your inner self, giving you those answers about what you need to post or write or sell or show up as today. And that is, if you follow that nudge, you're going to be making millions very easily on your own terms. So I think A is just keeping that channel open through that. It could be through central dance and you don't have to be good at dancing. It's just like the music will move your body when you allow it to. Um, so I think that's A, what I do. But also B, I think it's also intentional. So I do like guided meditation 
uh, dance meditation sessions with clients. So what that means is if they have a particular state they're in, if they're, let's say, in a state of stuckness or they're not able to move on, what program to sell, how to sell, any question or dilemma that they have, we first experience it in our body, we feel it fully, and then we use music and inner child healing to move through it. And by the end, their body does not feel the stuckness, that trauma, that fear anymore. Uh, so it's a very, very quick way to move through that and transition out of that because it's stuck in the cells of your body. So uh, yeah, I help people to use different frequency music, different activation music to also move. And of course, we do a session before that and then we move into the guided dance meditation. So um, yes, it's an amazingly powerful embodiment tool to release, transmute and embody a new experience and feeling in your cells and give your body new instructions to operate differently so that you get different results when you go out in the world, online, offline, whatever it may be. That's awesome. And so before I ask you how people can work with you, I have one more question. And what is like beyond just the dance meditation, what does a day in your life look like for you to maintain your confidence, to stay in that high vibe state in those times that maybe you are lower vibe, but you want to bring yourself back up? Like what would a day in your life look like when you're navigating through all of that? Yeah. So, um, I really, uh, as someone with uh, illness, it can be very, very frustrating not to be able to follow a routine because your energy level is different few every few hours, especially with hypothyroidism and low iron and anemia. Um, you feel like you're very tired even when you wake up sometimes. You're tired in the middle of the day. You know, all of that happens all the time. And doctors <laughs> will tell you nothing. It's just like, you know, just have, you know, some water or whatever, right? So they don't really have any solutions for that. Um, so one of the biggest game changers for me has been atomic habits. Um, I have extremely simplified versions of my habits that I do every single day and I'm following 20 habits, uh, 20 habits with a body like mine that, uh, does, I sometimes get sleep at 3 AM because I have hives, you know, I sometimes wake up at like 11 AM, sometimes wake up at 4 AM with a download. So I have absolutely no foreseeable routine and yet I follow 20 habits every single day. So how I do that is that there is a a minuscule version of the habit and then there is a complete version of that habit no matter what my body and my mind experiences success so let's say you know I have spiritual habits like chanting um, like um, you know uh, listening to spiritual music uh, that I kind of relate to so what I end up doing is the atomic version of that habit is that I only need to pick up that chanting bag in my hand and put it down I may not chant that day but I stay connected to the energy of that habit so, um, so I have, so I made sure that those 20 habits are done. I'm connected to the energy of all those habits, whether it's my spiritual habits, whether it is my emotional and mindset habits, whether it is my business habits. So just to give you an overview, these are my spiritual ones in my business. There is DMing every day. Now I don't DM people every day, but I open my DMs I look at people's energy and I close the DM back. So that's, I'm connected to the idea of connecting with people. I've connected to the energy and I close it. So I think. Uh, and then in my business, there is content. I may not post every day, but I will have a download. I write it down. That's it. That's my content done for the day. So I have these amazing habits across all aspects of my life that I follow every day, not at a fixed time, not in a fixed quantity, you know, so it does not harm my nervous system at all. And it's linked to different activities. So let's say while having a bath, dancing is already linked to that. Before I sleep, there are certain habits linked to that. So it's automatically happening without me trying, without a fixed time needing to be there. So uh, that has completely changed my life because 
as someone with illness i used to always feel like i should wake up at 6 i should do this at 5 am i should be sleeping at this time right i should be you know like having lunch like this or whatever which is like the typical way of the world right is like a, a successful people person is has to wake up and sleep and do yada 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 i changed that definition of success completely i removed the time boundedness of the routines i removed the fixity of quantity in routines and i made them pliable to my body and being and now i feel so successful every day even if i haven't made a dime of money even if i haven't you know had a single client i still feel amazing because my habits serve me really beautifully and i feel great because of them so um yeah i think that's like the biggest part of my day uh, that makes me feel successful joyful and self validated that's awesome because i think you've just given so many women permission <laughs> to not have to have the checklist of you have to do 20 dms a day and you have to respond to this many people you know on the comments and all that kind of stuff i think you've given so many women permission to be like oh you mean i don't have to do those things because they make me feel like shit that's awesome <laughs> and so i think you've really just like even just in like if there's anything anyone can take away in those 2 minutes that you explained that um is i think that shows that you're just a truly an embodiment of what it means to redefine an influencer redefining what influencer means and you know that's something that is my mission in this world right and so i think you've really embodied that and also really showing people what it means to make life your bitch right like yes. <laughs> to to be able to really build that business around your life and not the life around your business yes 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 and yes <laughs> yeah so how if someone wants to work with you how can they connect with you so um i will send my links of course but they can connect with me on facebook linkedin or instagram and i'm still in process of developing my page for my one on one program but um they can like uh, book the link to do a dance meditation session if they want to shift from a state of being stuck or fearful or in a dilemma about anything in their business and they want to shift it um uh, they can shift that in a 90 minutes span so they can book the dance meditation session um uh, or they could book um their one on one working with me uh, if they are women with health conditions um and that's a 3 to 6 month program um or they could just you know if they feel like they just like my energy because sometimes that ends up happening you just resonate with someone you don't know how you're going to work with them you don't even know what you need but you feel like you just want to talk to them i'm very open to that because i feel like that's the best people is those who have no agenda they don't know what they want to buy from me but they just want to chat and then we figure it out i love that so i'm very very open and receiving of that as well so if anyone just likes my energy just dm me on facebook saying i love your energy i love what you shared and let's just talk and get to know each other that's as simple as that That's awesome. So, I'll definitely make sure with those links that I add into um the description and all that kind of stuff. I'll definitely make sure that I add your m.me link so that people don't even have to search for you on the profile. They will go directly to your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um I know even for myself, I have learned so much there's things that i'm going to make sure that i go implement into my business as well so thank you so much for everything that you've shared today thank you so much for for holding the space for diving deep and for reflecting back so much power so much um so much grace and so much love um through the through the space and i just love that 
you know we both stand for making life your bitch and creating your own aligned life on your terms and nobody else's i love that so this is such a beautiful space to be a part of and i'm so grateful yes thank you so much so for those listening um thank you so much and go out there and make life your bitch thanks for listening to this episode of the make life your bitch podcast if you enjoyed what you heard today please share it with your bestie and if you haven't already subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player if you have any questions feedback or compliments that you want to throw like confetti you can reach me directly at podcast at makelifeyourbitch.co. Thanks for listening.